Welcome back in. Brady Farkas show right here on a Tuesday on WDEV, AM and FM and WDEVradio.com. World Series begins tonight. We're going to have it for you on WDEV. And sadly, the Boston Red Sox are not in it. Sox eliminated by the Astros this past weekend, four games to two in the American League Championship Series. A guy who covered the Sox every step of the way this year is our friend Ian Brown, who covers the team for RedSox.com and for MLB.com. Ian, I hope you're enjoying a much-needed offseason at this point. Yeah, you know, every uh, season it's the same. When it ends, you sort of, you know, you crash a little bit. You're kind of on that, uh, you know, you're going fast for for a long time there. And then, uh, you know, when it stops, you just kind of it catches up with you. But, yeah, it was, a, it was a fun ride while, while it lasted, for sure. Certainly was a fun ride for you, a fun ride for us, the fans, as well. Um, yesterday on the show, I identified five major questions I have for the Red Sox heading into the offseason, and I'm going to bring these questions to you now. Um, first off, what do you think happens with J.D. Martinez? He's got one year, $19 million left. He could opt in, he could opt out, and whichever decision he makes is really going to affect the rest of the offseason as far as I'm concerned. What's your gut on Martinez? Yeah, I think J.D.'s coming back. Look, um, he, he's done. He had the chance to opt out the last two years, and he didn't do it. Um, now, if he had stayed on pace for the season he was having <clears throat> you know, in the first half of the year, um, that would have made a very interesting decision, and then I think he would have opted out because he would have had a lot more uh, value than he has right now. We kind of really leveled off the second half of the season, so I don't think he's going to do much better, uh, you know, on the open market. So I, I think he'll be back. It's just a matter of, um, you know, if he does opt back, you know, I, I could see a scenario where they trade him also. <laughs> so mm. uh, it'll be interesting. But I do think he's going to he's going to opt back in just for the security of the, the contract he has left the one year. Question two for me was, how do they want to handle the rotation? There are certainly big names out there, Robbie Ray, Marcus Stroman. There are guys to spend money on, but they have at least five in-house options. Sale, Pavetta, Evaldi, Hauk, Whitlock, Seabold. They could bring back Richards, Perez if they want, you know, Richards and Perez if they want to. So they have in-house options. What do you see as the direction of the rotation? Yeah, I don't think they're going to – been big on the uh, rotation. That's just the sense I get. Look, they have, uh, you know, I think sales going to be a lot better. Uh, first full year coming off surgery, they think he can be close to the Chris Sale that people are used to. Of all the, obviously had a great year. Uh, Pavetta made big strides this year. They think he can make strides again. The two guys you mentioned, uh, Whitlock and Hauk, I think they'll get chances to be starters. So I think, um, you know, the Red Sox, if they go into the starting pitching market, I don't think it's going to be for the big. Uh, the big ticket um, acquisitions there, and also there's a chance that Eduardo Rodriguez, he's a free agent, there's a chance that that he comes back. Also, there's a chance they extend him the qualifying offer, um, and if he takes that, um, he would be back with the Sox, uh, you know, on a, on a one-year deal. So, uh, going to be interesting, but yeah, I think that uh, starting rotation, they like what they have uh, internally there. The bullpen as an offshoot of our previous discussion, I think, becomes question number three for me. If you're going to put Whitlock and Hauk in the rotation, you're by extension weakening the bullpen. And Adovino's a free agent, and now we have no idea what Matt Barnes is moving forward. So that's four major holes then in the bullpen if you elect to use Whitlock and Hauk in the rotation. What do you think the course of action is in the pen? Yeah, I think the bullpen's the top focus of the offseason. I really do. That's the one area this team you look at. You're like, you know, they got to get better in the bullpen. Let's face it. Um, you know the offense went dead the last three games of the season, so that put uh, you know that put kind of the uh, microscope on the offense. But I think the biggest issue this team had this year 
um, was bullpen. You saw Alex Cora be creative with as much as he could um, in the playoffs late in the regular season, but you need a more sustainable um, product in the bullpen, and I think that Bloom is going to look long and hard to find uh, multiple options in the bullpen that will make this team uh, you know, better in the late innings next year than they were this year. There are two depends on the offense this year. It's like when they didn't score four runs or more, um, they're going to lose just about all those games, and the big reason really was, was the lack of stability in the bullpen. Question number four for me is, how good are the kids, really? Because I think that's going to dictate some of the stuff in the offseason, too. Is Duran ready to play every day? If he is, does that put Kike back at second? If Duran's not ready to play every day, do you trade him? Um, you know, Downs, is he ready to play second, which puts Kike back in the outfield? I don't know what to make of Cassis and the impact that has on people. So the, the, the kids who are close but we don't quite know about yet. Yeah, I don't think anybody's like right on the cusp right now. Any of these uh, these younger kids. I think Cassis is their best prospect. I think that he's still at least a half a year away uh, from contributing on the team. And Duran, it's hard to be excited about him um, based on what you saw after his call up this year. So I think he goes to spring training, kind of fighting, fighting for his spot and fighting to show he belongs. But they're not going to give him anything. You know, if he's going to make the team, he's going to have to earn it. He's going to have to show that he's going to be a different player than he was this year. He's going to have to show that he's more ready to hit major league pitching. He's going to have to show that he's more ready to play defense um, at the major league level. And, uh, yeah, so there, there's some questions there. But, and Jeter Downs, he's clearly not ready. I mean, he hit 190 at AAA this year. I know he's doing well in the Arizona Fall League, but um, he still has a lot to prove. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting if they do trade any of these these, these uh Kind of upper upper level, uh, you know, some of the older prospects here, while they you know while they still have value um, to kind of help other areas of the team. Heinblum was very creative, so you never really know what he's going to do. But I don't think that um, any of the younger players are sort of forcing their like they went into this year very clearly with the idea that Dahlbeck was going to be their first baseman. Um, I don't see anybody like that um, heading into uh, 2022 as far as the younger players are concerned. My final major off-season question from yesterday's show is, what is going to happen with Devers, you think, in terms of an extension? I believe he's got two years left of arbitration eligibility, but I don't think they want what happened with Mookie to happen with Devers. Do you think they um, start to make some inroads on an extension this off-season? Yeah, absolutely. I think that this is the time to talk to Devers and see if you can get something done. This is a guy who just plays with such a joy for the game. People forget, you know, that he's just um, turning 25. Um, I think the other day he just finally turned 25. So, you know, he, this guy has the world in front of him. He's he's, he's a great hitter. Um, you know, whether he settles in as a third baseman or has to move to first base or DH eventually, that remains to be seen. That's sort of in his hands. But uh, you want to keep this guy in, in a Boston uniform. You really do. And, and also the offshoot is that is you keep Devers, you keep Bogarts happier, too. They're really close friends. Um, Bogarts has this year, and then he has that opt-out at the end of his contract this year. So that's another thing to keep an eye on. Uh, you know, I, I try to preserve that left side of the infield and try to, to, uh, to keep it together as long as possible. You could afford to bring back Schwarber money-wise, but if J.D. comes back, is there room for Schwarber? Um, you know, they could always make room, or they could bring back Schwarber and they could trade um, J.D., which yeah. they wouldn't rule that out either. Yeah. But I think they feel that Schwarber had an enormous impact on the clubhouse, um, on the lineup, on the hitters in the lineup, he was his kind of um, presence and the kind of hitter he was if he got rubbed off 
uh, on the rest of the lineup until those last three games when the bats just went completely dead for some uh, mysterious reason. But no, I think that uh, they would like to bring Schwarber back, and I think Schwarber would like to come back. So just a matter of uh, what, what is his market at, and I, I do think that if the price is right, you know, I think that you see him come back on something like a you know a three-year deal. Um, and I think that uh, you know if, if you have to live with a situation where you have JD and Schwarber. Um, you know, they can live with that. 162 games is a long season. You can rest guys. You can rotate, rotate between with Schwarber. You can rotate between first, left, and DH. And, uh, you know, keep JD some time off against some tough righties. So I think they could make it work if they need to. I think that, uh, you know, he learned first base on the fly this year. Uh, wasn't pretty at times, but maybe with a full spring training, Schwarber can at least get um, confident at first base where it's not such the adventure that it was uh, this past year. You know, I'll get you out of here on this. I'll preface this by saying I think any time you have people in power positions that there's always going to be some friction. But it was WEEI who, um, I don't know if it was reported or speculated last week, that there is some growing tension between High and Bloom and Alex Cora. Did you ever get that sense? Um, no, matter of fact, I thought that as the, as the season went on, the relationship got stronger there at the end. So I think that's much ado about nothing. It's just like any... Um, front office manager dynamic is different now than it used to be where you used to just let the manager uh, manage the team on the field, the front office make all the moves off the field. Now there's a lot more uh, collaboration, but um, no, I don't I don't sense a lot, a lot of friction there. And, you know, these unnamed sources report, you don't know who has an agenda or whatnot. So, um, you know, certainly we'll keep an eye on it, you know, going forward because they're both key to the success of this team. But I think that Hein Bloom. Uh, has come to realize that he made the right choice by bringing Alex Cora back as manager. I don't think many managers in baseball could get this team that Alex Cora just got to game six of the ALCS. So I think that, uh, you know, their relationship, I think that they'll make that work. Sure, any GM and any manager is going to have some conflicts. You're talking every single day over the course of a season, and you're not always going to see eye to eye. But, you know, I don't sense anything in the way that's gone. Like, you know, Dombrowski and Farrell got really bad. At the end, I don't think it's uh, anything uh, to that level. Ian Brown, MLB.com, RedSox.com. Ian, I appreciate the time. appreciate you answering my five off-season questions. Enjoy the World Series and then get on a beach with a, a drink with an umbrella in it somewhere. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks. <laughs> Enjoyed being on with you.